Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Thursday, September 24th edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin, and I'll be taking you guys through the latest in the world of mixed martial arts. It's pretty crazy. Like, we're almost on September. Pretty nuts. Like, this month's gone by really fast. The good thing is, this Saturday, UFC 253. I can't wait. It's going to be a great card. So far, it seems like all the fights have stayed together. So, usually, I like to give an update on my uh, later in the week edition of the podcast. And right now, Looks like all 11 fights are good to go, but we'll wait till we we'll see you tomorrow. Obviously, the weigh-ins are on Friday, and uh, we've had some surprises at weigh-ins the last, I'd say, couple months. Sometimes some of these fights are falling off the last minute, and we don't even know about it, and these guys are stepping on the scale as late-minute replacements. Hopefully, it doesn't happen here, but I'm sure the UFC has some guys lined up in final, and just in case someone does pull out due to injury, COVID, or other reasons. But right now, all 11 fights scheduled to go and if you missed tuesday's edition of the podcast myself and cole shelton broke down all 11 fights definitely go back and check out tuesday's edition of the podcast to hear our ufc 253 preview as far as today goes uh there's actually a belter card on saturday as well so i'll be breaking down that card it's not a big card by any means but there's definitely a couple of fights that are worth talking about for sure Kemza Jermayev, once again, this guy, everyone's talking about him. What's next for him? He's been in the news a little bit lately, so I'll talk about him. A couple other fighters who have been calling each other out in the media, and Reebok made some comments yesterday, as well as a couple fight announcements that you guys might find interesting. So let's start with Bellator Milan. Right now we have three odds up for three fights over at uh, Best Fight Odds, so you guys can check it out there. There are essentially three pick fights, which actually makes a – the fight card kind of interesting. So let me just pull it up here. But uh, there we go. Bellator Euro Series 8 or Bellator Milan, whatever you want to call it. That's happening on Saturday. So remember, there's a time difference, obviously. Um, let's start with the three fights that, again, I have odds for. So Kent Koppinen against Will Flurry. That's a middleweight bout. Interesting fight. Like, I'm not saying these fights are great, but there's a couple of fights that are definitely worth watching. Um, this fight's kind of interesting. Will Flurry, seven and three record, thirty-one years old. He's a SBG guy. He has fought in Bellator a couple times. Overall, actually, pretty successful in Bellator. Just looking at his record, three and two overall in Bellator. His last fight, he fought in a different organization, uh, EFM, and he lost by submission. That was in Germany. So he is coming off a loss, but overall in Bellator, he has a winning record. So the guy's been. Decent, I think. Anytime I've seen him fight, he's looked okay. He's got a pretty good ground game, obviously. I think that's the way he wants to finish his fight, get into the ground and submit you. So he'll be looking to do that here against Koppinen. And Kane Koppinen, MMA record of 12-5. and five. If you go to Tapology, for some reason, they just they put his boxing record in the, in the top corner. They got to fix that. But, yeah, he has a 12-5 and five MMA record. And... Overall, I mean, this is a guy who's fought in the UFC a bunch of times as well. We've, or excuse me, in Bellator a bunch of times. He's never fought in the UFC. We've seen him fight against uh, a couple of opponents that are worth noting, like Alessio Sakara and uh, Melvin Manfoff. He actually did beat Sakara a couple of years ago. He knocked him out with a brutal punch. Lost to uh, Manhu, which definitely is uh, a little concerning. And that was just last year. I remember that fight. He lost the decision there. Bounced back with a submission win in his last fight. He hasn't fought in MMA in almost a year now. So that's kind of interesting coming in here. You look at the odds, I mean, they're pretty competitive. It's a pick them. So, obviously, the odds makers are having a hard time picking who should be favored here. Um, I don't know. It's a tough fight to call, honestly, guys, because I think it's going to be either Flurry getting the fight to the ground and, and getting a submission or Coppin and keeping it standing and, and winning the fight by stoppage. So, 
We'll see what happens. I'm kind of leaning a little bit towards Kopitin, just a little bit, because I think he's kind of fought better competition throughout his Bellator career. And he, like with the striking background, I think if he keeps this fight standing, he should win. But it's definitely an interesting fight, and it, it could go either way. That's why the odds are close. But my pick would be Kopitin. And I think I'd take him probably by knockout. I mean, Flurry's only been finished once by strikes, but... It did happen against Alan Amadowski's in the UFC. I think Kovacin could put him away if he hits him hard. So we'll see what happens, but definitely a close fight. Two other fights have odds. Next one is Mike Shipman against Pietro Panini. Take a look at this fight. This is a co-main event. Another middleweight fight. Actually, three fights at the top of the card, middleweight fights, and we have odds for them. We don't have odds for anything else, but taking a look at this fight, it's an interesting one. Mike Shipman, 13-3 record. We've seen him fight in Bellator a bunch of times now. Overall, I mean, pretty successful in Bellator. His first five fights in the promotion, or four fights, I should say, resulted in wins by a stoppage. He's a guy that can finish you on the ground or standing, so he's a dangerous guy for sure. However, he is coming off back-to-back -back losses against Fabian Edwards and Costello Van Stienis, who ironically are fighting in the main event of this card, and I'll talk about them in a second. But he's coming off two straight losses. The Fabian Edwards fight was super close. I guess he could have won that fight. He did get stopped by Van Stienis. So it's clear this guy has some holes in his game, but during his run up the ladder, he looked pretty good. So uh, this is a guy that uh, I think still has some un potential unlocking Belter, and we'll see if it happens in this fight against Panini, 9-1-1. They call this guy King Kong, Italian fighter, so that should help him here. I mean, there's no fans, but just being at home and the time difference, everything being the same for him, that should be good. Uh, Panini, 27 years old. And overall, Bellator, he just has one fight in Bellator, and he beat Charlie Ward by decision. That was last year. I mean, you got to, I think, finish Charlie Ward, personally, but still, you know, in the fight, he's a guy with uh, quite a bit of experience in Venator and some other Italian promotions. Again, the odds are close. You look at the odds. Mike Shipman, minus 125, Panini, plus 105. So, super close odds. I lean towards Shipman, though. I think with the experience, especially in Bellator, having all those high-level fights, That'll help him in this matchup, I believe. Um, this is a guy who's been around for a while now. He has some okay wins on his resume, and I think he can win this fight as well. But, you know, Padini for sure, he's kind of alive here. I mean, it's definitely a, a potential that this guy could win the fight. But if I have to make a pick, it's going to be Mike Shipman. And I believe he would win this fight by stoppage. I don't think the fight's going to go the full three rounds, but we'll see. Last fight, we have odds for on this card. Fabian Edwards against Costello Vanstinas. It's the main event. Middleweight fight. Right now, the odds. Vanstinas, very, very slight favorite. Minus 115. Edwards, minus 105. So, close odds for a close fight. Fabian Edwards, obviously, his brother, Leon Edwards. Much more famous than him. But, I mean, this guy is great. He's 9-0. He's only 27 years old. He's still super young. Bellator signed him in 2017. He was an amateur fighter at that point. He had nine wins as an amateur. I'm not sure why the UFC didn't sign this guy. I know he didn't have any pro fights at that point, but you could have easily signed him and put him on tough or something or a contender series. He's good. He's really good. 9-0 now. All his wins. Uh, a lot of them in Bellator and in Bama. So he's been fighting for only those two promotions. And he has some decent wins. Ken Coppinen, a guy I just talked about. Mike Shipman. Not amazing fighters by any means, but they're decent wins. And he's looked pretty good. Look at this fight with Falco Neto wins by upkick. I mean, this guy is dangerous. He's got a dangerous ground game, dangerous striking attack. His brother is a great fighter. This guy is getting, you know, some really good training, and I'm sure with Leon. So I like Fabian Edwards a lot. I think this guy probably is going to be a champion in Bellator at some point.
I'm not saying that it means a lot because Spelter's middle edition is not great, but this guy's good. I also think he can fight in the UFC right now have success, but he's in Bellator, and for this fight, he takes on Vance Dinas here, and Vance Dinas, 12-2 record. He's 28 years old, so just one year older than Edwards. He's 27. It's pretty close in age. This guy's been pretty good in Bellator as well, 4-1. Mike Shipman, he beat, knocked him out. Chris Honeycutt, that was a nice win, and he has a couple other wins, and then obviously lost to John Salter in his last fight by decision, but John Salter is a really good fighter, underrated fighter. There's no shame in that loss, really. It's an interesting fight, you know. Um, my my lean is that Edwards wins, though. I, I just believe with his well-rounded game and with the pedigree, with the name Edwards, I, I think he'll win this fight. Ben Stinas is definitely a dangerous guy, but I do believe we've seen some holes in this game, especially in the grappling. <laughs> I expect Edwards actually to make some takedowns in here. I don't think he'll just be on the feet. I think he'll try to wrestle with, uh, a little bit with Ben Stinas, make him tired take the fight into deep waters and, and probably win decision. That's kind of how I'm seeing this one going. I'm thinking more of a decision. Uh, obviously, uh, Vince Diaz has not been stopped yet. Edwards could knock him out or, or submit him possibly, but the same could happen to, to Edwards. I'm leaning towards a decision though here. So my pick would be Edwards by decision. Again, I'm really high in this guy. Right now, you can get him as an underdog, slight underdog. I would go with that. Uh, of the three fighters I mentioned for my picks, Edwards, Shipman, and Coppinen, the guy I'm highest on is Fabian Edwards. He does have the toughest matchup of the three. I do believe he wins this fight, though. So if you're looking at a bet, I would take a look at Edwards for sure. I think he probably wins this fight. And at underdog odds, basically even money. I think that's worth a shot for sure. So overall, it should be a decent uh, decent couple of fights. I mean, it's not like you know I would rather watch this than the UFC card. But if you're bored and you're home on Saturday, and I think it's on the Bellator app, if I'm not mistaken, you can watch this fight. So... Definitely check it out Saturday. And they'll be back in Milan in October as well. They're doing some cards in Europe right now, Italy and, and France. So they'll be back in Milan next month. All right, so that's it for Bellator. Let's talk about some uh, some news. So we'll talk, start with Kamzat Chemaev. This guy, everyone's talking about him. Obviously, he is turning into a big star in the UFC. He's a good fighter. We saw him fight three times on the UFC, and he's won all three fights in devastating fashion. The first two fights, John Phillips, Reese McKee, those guys are bottom tier UFC fighters, I'd say. But being Gerald Merchardt, as I've talked about this week, man, that was a big win. Because Gerald's a guy that I think a lot of people respect, fans, media, the UFC. They matched him up for a reason with, with Kamariev. They wanted to see if he could get past a guy who's a good, big-sized middleweight with a durable chin, and he knocked him out in 17 seconds. So he passed that test. Question is, what's next for him? And right now he's been talking a lot, this guy. He's talking a lot. He, he wants to go to Fight Island. He wants to be the backup for Adesanya Costa. He's calling on every welterweight in the top 10. Steven Thompson, Leon Edwards, all these guys. They all got their names out there right now with Kamayev, Damian Maya, obviously. And then you have other guys, even like uh, Donald Cerrone, and some people are mentioning him, or, or Tyrone Woodley. There's lots of fights for this guy because he can fight at 170 or 185. Although I do want to say one thing about that. Um, and I love the fact this guy is bouncing between weight classes because it is kind of cool. It, it doesn't happen that often, but it has happened. So a lot of people are saying, like, this is the first guy that's ever did this. Not really. I mean, we've seen guys bounce between weight classes. It doesn't happen a lot, but even a guy like Donald Cerrone's bounced between weight classes a lot. So to me, yeah, I mean, it's cool that he's doing it from, like, back-to-back -back fights. I get that, but it's not like he's the first guy who's ever bounced between weight classes. Like, a lot of guys have did that. So it's cool what he's doing, but – you know, it's just more hype behind this guy, and it just drives his betting lines up. The Damian Maya line came out earlier this week. Look at it now. Minus 575, Kamaev. Maya plus 445. That's crazy. 
I don't know. I don't know what to say about that fight. I don't think they're going to make that fight. I really don't think they're going to do the Damian Maya fight. For what I've heard, Damian Maya doesn't seem too interested in the fight. And I don't blame him. I think he wants to fight someone like Don Cerrone or Diego Sanchez, someone like that, veteran of the sport, who he thinks he could beat and go off into the sunset and a win. Kamaev, it's just, it's the UFC setting him up for a loss, I think. Uh, there's no one who's going to pick Damian Maya over Kamaev. Very few people will. And if you do, I think you'd be making a mistake because I'm pretty sure Kamaev, just the matchup alone, it's all matchups, right? Like, right now, this guy's not ranked. He can beat a lot of top 15 guys, no doubt about it. But I feel like a fight against Damian Maya would be, for instance, a little bit of an easier fight. I'm not saying it's easy at all because Damian Maya is dangerous as hell, especially even at age 42. But to me, that's a more stylistically favorable fight for Kamaev than a guy like, for instance, Jeff Neal, who's ranked, I think, 12. So Jeff Neal's actually ranked below him, but I think that's a dangerous, more dangerous fight because he has good takedown defense, but better striking and probably better striking than Kamaev. We'll see. I, I want to see more of this guy's striking attack. We saw one punch from him in the Mirror fight. We haven't really seen much else. It's amazing what he's doing, but I'd like to see a little bit more. Like, what happens if a guy doesn't get finished in the first round? Does he gas out later in the fight, or does he have an insane gas tank? We'll see. There's a lot of unanswered questions. Kevin Scott, hey, Kevin, what's going on, man? How about shoe face, shoe face for Kamayev? Interesting fight. Let me take a look at the, the rankings. I think shoe face is ranked, right? I believe he is. Let's take a look right now. Middleweight division. Right now, actually, he is not ranked, so you could do that. Um, let me let me pull this up here. Share your screen. Let's do this. UFC rankings. Again, you know, the rankings don't mean much, but they're worth at least talking about just because they're, it's, it gives you a baseline of who Kamayev could fight. So you look at the bottom part of these divisions right here. Like, you look at maybe the, the bottom 10 guys. Um, let's start with, you know, welterweight. Magny, someone like that would be good. Jeff, like Jeff Neal would be a good fight too, but he, I don't think he's going to be fighting anytime soon. But you got Magny. If he wants to fight Walterweight, this is the guy I'm looking at, Neil Magny, because Magny's the guy who's down to fight anytime, anywhere. So that'd be the guy I'm looking at right there at Walterweight. At middleweight, like Ian Heinrich is coming off a win over Jerome Richard too. If he beats Heinrich, he jumps to the top 15. Vittori, I think, deserves a little bit of a step up. Akhmedov would be, that'd be a good fight to get in the top 15. I mean, that's the thing, like, Right now, Kamaev's not even ranked in the top 15. He's, he has to beat one of these guys to get in there. Like, Brad Tavares is another guy. I don't think Brad Tavares should be ranked anymore. He hasn't fought in forever. I don't even know why he's in the top 15. But those guys are the guys I'd be targeting for Kamaev. You have Edmund. No way you would do that fight. You want to kill Edmund, man. Don't want to destroy his prospect status. Hall, I think, is he's got some bigger fish to fire right now. And then you got Chris Weidman. That's another fight. Some people were mentioning Chris Weidman at number nine there. I'd be kind of interesting. I think Kamaya versus Weidman be an interesting fight because Weidman's a big guy, but he's very chinny. Kamaya goes in there and knocks out Chris Weidman in his fourth UFC fight. I mean, that's pretty impressive, even though Chris Weidman's not the same guy he once was. But yeah, so I think right now at this point, you've got to give him someone in the top 15 because he, he deserves to break in there. You look at welterweight, Maya is six. So if he gets that fight, it'd be a big fight for him. But again, I don't think Maya will take it. I think you'll probably see him fight someone in this reign instead. Kiesa is also out there as well. I don't think Kiesa would take the fight either. Though. I think Kiesa is another guy who's kind of looking for a step up into this territory. But again, right now we've got Usman and Burns. They're booked. Covington, who knows what's going to go happen with him. But Masvidal, same with them. They might match those two guys up. you got Edwards and Thompson. I'll talk about those guys in a sec. Maybe you'll match them up. Maya, who knows? Willie's injured. RDA is moving down. Kiesa, who knows? And then 
Magny's the guy I'm looking at. That's that's the thing. I, I really think that'd be the best fight. And to be honest with you, I think Magny actually might be a tougher fight at this point in his career than DMI stylistically. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, yeah, I definitely think this guy should get a ranked opponent. Because truthfully, as much as I am enjoying this guy fight right now, and he looks amazing, there's just a lot of people say he should be in the rankings right now. And I don't see how because he hasn't beaten someone ranked. So why would he jump in them? Unless you take someone out like Brad Tavares. If Tavares fell out. But then you have a guy like Shoeface who has a bunch of wins in the UFC, right? Antonio Carlos, too. Let me look him up quickly. He hasn't fought in a while, I don't think, but he's a guy that is a good fighter and he's fought in a couple of weight classes as well. You talk about bouncing weight classes, I mean, he's fought heavyweight, like heavyweight, hit middleweight. He's coming up back to back losses against Holland Heinrich, though, so that's kind of disappointing. But overall, I mean, his record in the UFC, 7 4 and 1 no contest. Pretty solid record. And Junior is a guy who's dangerous everywhere, especially on the ground. I actually like the fight, Kevin. I think it'd be a good fight. It's unfortunate he's not ranked right now, but I think Shoeface could be like the 15th guy in that division. Kamayev could take a spot. But again, Brad Tavares shouldn't be in there. Maybe you do Brad Tavares against Kamayev. They built Israel Adesanya and Edmund Shabazian's names off of a win over Brad Tavares. Maybe they do the same with Kamayev. We'll see. But honestly, I don't see the Maya fight happening, guys. I really don't see it happening. Why would Maya take this fight? Such a bad matchup for him. Nothing to gain, everything to lose. Probably the last fight of his career. Does he really want to get sent home on a stretcher potentially? I mean, that'd be a bad, bad move for the UFC, I believe. Love Damian Maia. He could win that fight. He's got one of the best ground games ever. But come on, I mean, that's a guy who's 15 years younger than him. He's killing everyone in lockdown right now. I think it'd be a tough matchup. Now, another guy that has been in the news lately is uh, Leon Edwards. He hasn't fought in forever. Leon Edwards hasn't fought since last. And you look at Leon Edwards, it's been a while. Let me pull him up here. It's been since last July. I'm going to pull him up here on the screen, too. Leon Edwards. There we go. You look at Leon, and right now, an 18-3 and record. Um, it's solid. Look at this win streak. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. He's on an 8 fight win streak, but look at this. July 20th, 2019. I remember betting him in that fight against RDA. He was like, I think it was a pick or he was an underdog there. It's crazy, but that's the last time he's fought. It's been forever. So. He wants a title shot, but at this point, unfortunately for Leon Edwards, I don't think that's happening. He needs to beat someone else um, right now. He needs to get nine straight wins. Because at this point, Covington's probably ahead of him in the rankings as far as the UFC's title shot cue goes, even though he's already fought for the belt, and Edwards hasn't. Um, so Edwards has got to get back in there. Stephen Thompson called him out this week. Stephen Thompson was like, this is my first ever call out. This is the fight I want. It's so it was funny, but that'd be a fight that makes a lot of sense because I just looked at the rankings, right? And Edwards was I think three, and Wonder Boy six. Wonder Boy got a fight. He hasn't fought since last November when he beat Luke. Edwards has has the fight. He hasn't fought since last July. Two guys are coming off a year long absence. This is a fight that makes sense, in my opinion. Edwards needs another win. RDA is a good win. I don't think it's the win that gets you a title shot. We all know who Edwards is, and I get that's why he's in the title box right now, but he needs one more marquee win, a top five win, and I think that a guy like Steven Thompson would be possibly that win. So that's the fight I would make. I like the call-out by Thompson a lot. Uh, speaking of call-outs, we all heard that Johnny Walker the other day called Anthony Smith, and now Anthony Smith responded. He said he's going to beat the crap out of Johnny Walker. He said he doesn't, he doesn't really want that fight, but if the UFC offered him, he said he would take the fight. So I think this is a fight that makes sense. And again, we were talking about this the other day, but Johnny Walker right now is ranked number 10, and uh, his potential opponent here, and Anthony Smith, I think, number eight or nine. So you have two guys who are ranked basically beside each other in the division, and Johnny's trying to move up. Anthony's trying to stay relevant. 
I think the fight makes sense. It's gonna be a fun fight. It's funny because we posted the story, right? And I'm looking at the comments, and a lot of people are like, "These guys are very identical fighters." It's basically Johnny Walker is a Brazilian version of uh, of Anthony Smith, and I, I guess I know what these people are saying. Like they, they, these guys are front runners, right? Like for the most part, Anthony Smith he does have good cardio. He hasn't shown it much lately, but generally these guys have been finishing a lot of their opponents in the first round, and then they'd be kind of you know getting tired late. And uh, I mean, it'd be an interesting fight. I, I, I would. I would think Johnny Walker would be favored due to the knockout power and the last win over Span, but Smith stylistically, again, could win this fight. It's just hard to bet on him right now, considering the last two fights he had against Glover and against Rakic, where he just got owned in both those fights. Uh, another thing that's important to talk about here is uh, Reebok. They actually issued a statement to bloodyelbow.com's Tim Bissell, and Tim is actually a good friend of mine, and I thought that was really good reporting on his part. He's a guy who's... Uh, He's one of these like underrated guys in the MMA media space. Um, doesn't get enough to you, but yeah, Tim is a great guy and a good journalist. So he has a story of bloody elbow. I definitely recommend you guys checking it out. But essentially, Reebok condemned Colby Covington's statements. Dana White actually was asked about them as well. He thinks they're not racist statements. Some of the statements that Colby made, like the Little Tribe statement and the smoke signals and stuff like that to Usman. And obviously, he's a very outspoken guy. Now he's calling out LeBron James, and, and that's a big thing in the media right now. It's it, That's kind of dumb, but it's funny, but you know, this guy, he, he's just getting everyone's goat. Like he's really good at keeping people talking about him, you know, even when he's not fighting. So it's all part of Colby's plan. That's all it is. Like people have to realize this guy is playing a character. Like th I don't really believe that's who Colby Covington is. I mean, maybe it is. I don't think so though. I think he's playing a character. He's like almost like Chael back in the day when Chael played a great character. I think that's what this guy's doing too. It is controversial. Some of the stuff he's saying, there's no doubt about that, but I think he's just trying to get people's goat and get people to, get annoyed and get people to talk about him it's working in this case though he probably went a little bit too far because you look at some of the comments and they're clearly racist i mean i'm not saying he's necessarily racist but some of the comments were no doubt about it little tribes i mean doesn't really get much more racist than that so no doubt uh reebok made a good move actually condemning this, the uh, the comments but i feel like they should have put that statement out before mma reporter had to ask them you know it should have been something they put out there so it kind of looks bad on them, and UFC hasn't said much about it. Listen, it's not like Colby's been the first controversial fighter who's been through UFC, and he's far from like the, the worst offender. There's been way worse instances of, of uh, negative comments out there, but clearly, you know, this is a guy that uh, he has his way with words, and I, I actually don't mind Colby. I think he's pretty funny generally, but I think he took it too, too far in this one for sure, and, and I can see why people are upset, you know. So he's got to really watch what he's saying in the future. Again, this is what this is what he's building his career off of, a trash talking and his fights inside the ring. But this is how you get people to talk about you because look at Leon Edwards. He is just as good of a fighter as Covington, arguably, and no one talks about him as much because he doesn't talk at all. So a guy like Covington, he talks too much a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think this is going to lead him getting fined or suspended. They have fined and suspended people in the past, though. Um, Nate Diaz. He said something uh, on Twitter a few years ago. The uh, the F word, I guess you could say. He got fined. And uh, Matt Mitrion, same with him. Homophobic slur. So we got a, we got a comment here from uh, Kevin Scott. If he was playing a character, we would probably have some support from teammates, gyms, manager, et cetera. They've all dumped him. I know you're not a fan of Colby, Kevin. And I actually appreciate this comment. It's a really good comment. I know you're saying, obviously, Colby was kicked out of ATT. Or not kicked out. I guess it was mutual. But basically, the, the his teammates didn't want him there anymore, former teammates. But MMA Masters seems to like him, right? And he's got support from other people around there. Trump likes him, obviously. 
it the guy's definitely changed, I think, in the last few years, a little bit more brash and stuff like that than the guy who first came to the UFC. But I do believe that this is not all actually who Colby Covington is, you know? But again, maybe it is. Maybe it really is. And if that's the case, then you can see why people don't really want to be around him, I guess, in the gym. Anyways, that's enough for Colby. Let me get some fight announcements. I'll get out of here. This is a great fight here, guys. Murab Devalishvili against Cody Stamen. It's going to be happening December 5th. I like this fight a lot. Both guys ranked in the top 15 at Bantamweight. Marab, I don't think this is a guy that no one wants to fight. I'm a little surprised that Cody Steven took this fight. I guess stylistically, it's not a bad fight for Cody, but Marab's look amazing. Four fight win streak. He's just been beating everyone in his way. Coming off a nice win over John Dodson before that, beat Gusto, Gustavo Lopez. Guy's good, man. He is uh, he's a really good, dangerous fighter. And uh, I'm really high on him. Look at that wrestling. It's it's amazing to watch. You know, you look at a guy like Cody Steeman. Uh, Cody is also a really good fighter, nineteen three and one record, and he is coming off loss to Jimmy Rivera. But before that, he had that win over Brian Kelleher, and the fight with Yadong Saw. A lot of people thought he won that fight as well. He has wins over Alejandro Perez, Brian Caraway, Tom Duke. He's guy. He's a solid fighter, man. He's a well-rounded guy, good grappling, decent striking. But I really like Marab's grappling. And I think that would be the difference here. It'd be interesting to see what, what does happen in this fight, but my lean would be um, towards Marab, you know? So that's kind of how I'm looking at it here. Um, but we'll see what happens. And the other fight that I want to quickly mention is uh, Patricio Pitbull versus Pedro Carvalho has a date now, November 12th, I believe, in Bellator for the Bellator featherweight title. This fight's been having some issues getting booked due to, uh, I think, visa issues for Pitbull for a little while now, just due to the pandemic and everything. But thankfully, they're finally able to take care of this. Hopefully, he can get in there and fight again uh, against Carvalho and get this tournament rolling. I, mean, I feel like this featherweight tournament started a long time ago. It's not Bellator's fault that it was delayed due to the pandemic, obviously, but some of these Bellator tournaments, they drag out over like a year or two. It's like, get them out of the way. But I'm excited to see him back. And quickly, I saw this morning... <laughs> Stefan Struve is coming back against Ty Tuvesa at UFC 254. <laughs> Not a great fight. Both guys really hanging on to the edge of the UFC, I think, right now. The winner probably maintains their spot on the roster, and loser, I think, would be that'd be the end of the road for them. So that's another fight coming up at 254. But until then, just remember to keep tuning in the podcast. We break down all the fights every Tuesday. And then Thursday, I have my new show, 10 a.m. MAOB on uh, YouTube. You guys can follow us as well at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor. I'm available as well at bjpen.com. MMARings.net just posted an article on uh, Covington and Woodley. Hell, a fight didn't live up to the height. What's next, world, guys? Of course, this weekend, UFC 253, guys, going to be a good card. So definitely check it out and check out the preview from Tuesday. Have an amazing day, guys. I'll see you guys next Tuesday at 10 a.m. In the meantime, have a great weekend. Bye.